Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 161 with my friend, Ryan Swan. And double time, both names. Is that a thing? I'm going to say, I'm going to keep it. I uh, We talk about that actually for a second, I think, towards the end. Yeah. You got to listen to get to it. It's important. Um, Ryan was so fun to sit down with. Uh, Ryan was very impactful to me as an individual, as a human, as a part of my personal development, which you can listen to um, in a previous episode. I believe it's titled, I Am Not Who I Used to Be, which is sometime in December, I think that came out. So if you're curious about that story, go dive in there, because I'm not going to repeat it here. But without further ado, it was my great pleasure to sit down with my friend, Ryan. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? I know you're nervous. I am nervous. I've never been on a podcast before. Most people haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but you have had conversations before. I have. And that's yes. all this is. <laughs> we just happen to be wearing headphones. Well, I normally start this with how I know people. Okay. I know you from school. Yes. Uh, we met first semester of grad school. Well, my first semester. It's your first semester because you were in my intro class. It was, but technically I Uh-oh. know you from our interview. So. Which I keep saying, but you yeah, don't remember. No, I don't remember anything about <laughs> that. It's all very blurry. I was still accepting the fact that I even like deserve to be there. Um, anyway. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's when I met you. Um, and then we've been in classes and hung out a couple times and. I'm pretty sure every semester I've had a class with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing that right now because even though we do this semester too. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Now I'm seeing clients. I was just talking to somebody that's in practicum with me and I was like, I'm glad we're talking, but like I have this group of friends that. (laughs) (laughs) You're great. It's like, I'm so sad that none of you guys are in practicum with me. Uh, But I can be a resource for you next semester or in the fall is in the fall for me which i will be reaching out so be prepared (laughs) (laughs) i'll be knee deep in internship um yeah and i know some things about you but i'm excited to find out more i'm excited to share yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go back in time um you're born you have one sibling one younger sister yep okay younger how much younger uh, three and a half years. Okay. Yep. Uh, and born and raised in Michigan? Yep, born and raised in Michigan. I was born in Jackson, Michigan, um, and then we moved to Brighton when I was one. Jackson's where the prison is, isn't it? It is. That's Ooh. what everyone says when I say that's that. That's, that's <laughs> what it's known for. Yes, so I was born there. My parents were born and raised in Jackson, Michigan. Um, Are your parents prisoners? Um, <laughs> it was a breakout, and then I was born. Um, that's right. Okay. But yeah, so we moved to Brighton when I was one, and I've, well, now I'm not, but I grew up in Brighton. Okay. Way down 59 for all you local listeners. Um, (laughs) I get off on tangents of like talking specific Michigan crap. I'm like, Justin, shut up. (laughs) I love it. There's many podcast episodes where we just say OCC a lot, and then I'm editing it, and I'm like, there's so many people that don't know what the fuck that is. Do you, I'm guessing three and a half years, you don't remember your sister being born? It's funny because I, I like in 
little spurts. I remember going to the hospital. Oh, that's fun. And I remember holding her, and that's it. That's all I remember. But holding those her is like a three-year-old? Yeah, I do, because I remember my mom, like, propping me up with the pillow, which is so weird that I remember that, but I do. So mm. I remember that. Um, but, yeah, that's all it's I remember. pretty impactful moment yeah. in, a, in a lifetime. Yeah. Is there any thought or emotion attached to those memories or is it just a flash of picture it's kind of just like a flash because mm -hmm. i think i was too young to really understand like what was actually happening yeah i just knew i was being given a baby yeah. and i was like cool <laughs> yeah this, this is yours now yeah. um, <laughs> what do mom and dad do when you're growing up my mom works for an ad agency um for Chevrolet and then my dad is an operations manager at Brighton Hospital for Recovery in a rehab center. Okay. Were they doing that same similar stuff when you were a kid? Yeah, my mom's always worked for some ad agency. Um my dad worked for um at Meyer. He was a manager at Meyer for okay. a few years when I was born. And then as I got older and he was realizing he had to work holidays and stuff, he he changed that up. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking to a Best Buy veteran. I'm familiar yes, with that yes. terror. Um, <laughs> does, so does your mom bring a lot of creativity into the family? Or is she not on that side of... She does, but or... she's on like... I always have trouble explaining what she does. It's you don't so have to. embarrassing, yeah, I, but like she works I with don't like understand. paying the actors okay. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. When people say they're in marketing or advertising... I envision they're like sitting at a table and like designing Nike logos and shit. <laughs> and then in reality, it's always something like, oh, no, I move this into an email. And I said, it's like, oh, OK. Or I like have meetings with business. I was like, oh, like yes. all the stuff that I wouldn't want to do when I think of marketing. Yes. She does work directly for like the commercials. So if you see any like Chevy commercials, like for the Super Bowl, she's probably worked on it. Like yeah. those kind of things. Your mom's name's down in the corner. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then what's what's home life like when you're a little kid, like elementary school? Um, honestly, I, I keep wanting to say normal, but I guess there's no such thing as normal, but Thank you. <laughs> I had a pretty, I pretty good childhood, honestly. Um, elementary. Oh my gosh. This is such a blur. Elementary was av like, gosh, I keep wanting to say average and I know those are terrible terms, but like, what'd you do? Like very what? involved. Yeah. I was, uh, I played soccer oh. since I was four. Oh. I just ended like a year ago, two years ago now. Um, do you miss it or are you like, thank God I'm done with this? I miss it. I <laughs> okay. do. I played for 18 years, which yeah, is insane. Um, I know my parents miss it because they were at almost every game, even when I played up at school. That's great. Um, we're just a very busy family because my sister was in extracurriculars too. And so my parents were always at one of our events. Yeah. And so. How do you get along with your sister at that age? We're very close. We've okay. always been very close, which people have told us it's like a unique relationship i guess for that age uh difference i would just anecdotally from the like hundred some people i've talked to i would say yes, yes. and as, as a younger sibling of a three-year age difference yeah yes. um that's cool though yeah that's nice so you've always had a buddy at home always it's always been me and her yeah yeah what does your social circle look like as you like get into middle school and stuff so i was very shy i was like the kid that sat in the back of class and hated getting called on kind of thing. Um, so I had a very 
small friend group, which I enjoyed. I was not a big, like, yeah. um, so I had like two really close friends that grew up across the street from me. I met oh, them nice. when I was two. So neighborhood kids. Yes. Yeah, so don't know anything else. They're What'd in my wedding for now, fun? but when you're so kids. many things they had, um, woods behind their house and nice. we would go and solve mysteries back there yeah. or make forts. I love that. Um, we called our, <laughs> we called ourselves a super sluice. Love this. Yes. Hold on. Let me write a children's <laughs> TV show real quick. I'll be right back. Um, yeah, we used to play like street soccer, kick the can. We were always outside playing That's every awesome. day. It was like a competition of who could get outside first. I love that. Um, yeah. I love that for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is like, spoiler, there's an age difference here. <laughs> but um, it's it seems less and less, especially like the more people I talk to. And, you know, I have friends whose kids are getting like into teenage years and stuff and like all they do is smartphone and video games mm -hmm. i'm like bummer man i built so many fucking tree forts when i was a kid right no um, i get that a lot for my age because I, I did have a lot of friends that were never outside yeah ever it was yeah. kind of sad but yeah. well i imagine let's uh i'm gonna stereotype okay <laughs> but i imagine for girls too it's not as normal to just go out in the woods and like no it's not like <laughs> I would, we would get a lot of weird looks when we said, like, people would be like, what'd you do over the weekend? And we'd be like, oh, we built a fort in the woods out of sticks and rocks, <laughs> but it's fine. God, I'm glad that you are so much cooler. Than <laughs> <laughs> um, how does life change as you, like, get into those awkward junior high years? You're trying to figure yourself out, like... When does the identity of the quiet kid, the shy person, start becoming, like, part of who you are, like, consciously? Um, honestly, that didn't come until high school. Okay. Junior high was, I cringe when I think about myself in That's, junior yeah, high. It's the Yeah, it's the best. So I see pictures of myself, you know, it was, like, makeup stages, had to test out all the makeup, wearing too much of it. Um very into gossiping about boys like so cringy that ugh. um but no I didn't really like I was always very self-conscious mm -hmm. until high school and I was just like yeah I'm doing my own thing and whatever what did you say you were self-conscious until high school I was still self-conscious in high school but was it was say, better I was me. more accepting <laughs> of it a little bit okay um but I also started to like come to terms with like I have anxiety and that is okay. When like, when I was young, I didn't really realize what it was. It was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm just this quiet kid. It's fine. I'm curious about that. Kind of fast forward a little bit, mm -hmm. reflecting back on some of the time that we've talked about in like elementary, junior high stuff. When you mention anxiety, what does that look like at that age? Now that you're like naming it and looking back. Um, I was very like, reserved and you could like if you see pictures of me you can see it in my body language I was very like tight like don't talk to me kind of thing um my mom used to say that she always felt like she needed to protect me against the world and we never really put two and two together with that and we never really understood like I will not talk to you unless you talk to me kind of thing yeah. I hated family events I was even anxious around my own family um 
but you can just see it like there'll be like a group picture and I'm kind of just like hidden in the side a little bit how young do you remember this being like that kindergarten oh specific I remember because I remember I got glasses in kindergarten. Well, one, I cried on the first day of kindergarten because I did not want to leave my home. And then I got glasses and I hid my face for like a couple of weeks because I did not want people to see me in glasses at kindergarten. What do you what do you mean you hid your face? Like I just covered it with your hands. Turned when I walked into the classroom and then I just remember like like sitting at my desk with like my hand up and I'm like okay four-year-old me five-year-old me already starting little me (laughs) so yeah you can definitely see it but do you have any theories on where that came from um genetics okay my mom has anxiety and depression and so me and my sister have anxiety and depression so the family tree there picked it up yeah unfortunately yeah um yeah that's how it works just like side note i always do this and then i have to delete it that's fine i'm gonna stop inner monologuing um (laughs) i listen to this podcast that's called we're here to help do you know this Mm -mm. okay it's do you know jake johnson from new girl yes my favorite okay so he has a podcast (laughs) him and this other comedian and people like call in like an old call in show and they give them advice. That is brilliant. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but one lady called in, she's like, Oh, my son's starting fifth grade or he's starting kindergarten. You know, he's just really anxious about it. And I'm trying to figure out like what I can do. And <laughs> Jake Johnson goes, uh, it's not that kind of show, but I got to tell you, if he's anxious about kindergarten, it's actually you that's anxious about it. Going to <laughs> that's right. I was like, yeah. But he's like, let's move on to a different problem. That's that's um, accurate. And I was like, yeah, that's you. You take on your parents' stuff. Um, and I, I mean, I relate to that. I, my mom worried about everything, and mm-hmm. then I was like, got a little older, and I was like, why don't I like roller coasters? I never had a best. Oh right, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> everything's out to kill me. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, mom. Uh, so anxious as a, as a kid, and it just kind of continues onward, yep. keeps you in the back of classrooms. Yep. Does the shy, quiet, like, morph into any, like, do you dive into books or anything? No, but I'm a big movie goer. I could binge watch movies for hours. I've never been a reader, which is funny because my sister's, like, Same. the biggest reader. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm in a book right now. I'm trying. I do Audible. See, I think I need to do that because with school, by the time I'm done with homework, I'm like, I don't oh, yeah. want to read anymore. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no. If I could get a textbook on Audible, I would do it that way. <laughs> like, no way. Um, movies. Yes. Very interested. Yes. Uh, I'm going to steal a question from a dinner that we all had last week. Okay. First what posters were on your wall when you were a kid? <laughs> um, I, do you know who Ross Lynch is? No. Okay. I think yeah, he's, he was in a show when I was a kid, Austin and Allie, but he's an R5, a band, but I was obsessed with him. So I had him on the wall, but then I also had, oh gosh, who else did I have? 
I can't even remember now because I had a shrine of him. Like my whole closet was just him. That's, that's embarrassing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot of movie posters though to connect it to the movies. I had like dogs on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, very much. Uh, but movies though. Yes. What? So I'm going to give you two, two options. Okay. (laughs) You tell me if there's a third, but like, so I like movies a lot. Grew up on movies. Yes. That was like my comfort zone. Um, but I also like, I like a lot of shitty movies because I'm just like, I just like being entertained. Like I don't need it to be like a Scorsese film. Like I can just watch, you know, some of my favorite movies are like shitty nineties teen party movies (laughs) that I'm just like, it's comfortable to watch that. Um, and then there's people that are like film people. Yes. (laughs) Um, where would you put yourself on that scale? I'm kind of, I want to say in the middle. (laughs) Okay. Because I love me some good shitty movies. They're just entertaining. You don't have to really like think it's just funny. But then like my mom was like a BCA major. So a little bit from her, I'm like invested in films and I, I analyze films, and yeah. I pick them apart. And now my fiance does the same. So it's just, that's what we do. But I love the classics. Like oh. my favorite is Twister. I don't know if you've heard of Twister. Uh, yeah. That's my favorite. Do you know how depressed I am that you just referred to that as a classic? <laughs> I apologize. Um, that's Okay. <laughs> When you said classics, I was like, oh, she's going to be like, you know, gone with the wind or some <laughs> shit. And I was like, oh, Twister, the one that I rode my bike to the theater to see. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, okay, movies. I'm done. Okay. Come back. Not really. We'll come back at one point. Um, anxiety showing up. You're in middle school. You're building forts and stuff. You're practicing makeup. <laughs> yes. Playing soccer. What is that like as the anxious, quiet, shy person on a team sport, what's your role there? Yeah. So that's unique. That was like the one area and I don't know where it comes from, but that was like the one area in my life where I'm like all in suddenly not shy. Like at first I'm shy and I would get like severe pre-game anxiety and like all of that good stuff. But like my team was like my family, I guess. So I guess that was part of like my tight knit, these people understand me kind of thing. And I didn't feel like I had to be shy, but it also, I was able to work up to it. Cause I think like, like my dad used to be my coach. So I had that comfort. And then as I grew older, I kind of just had these connections of people on my team. And then soccer was like my escape from anxiety, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, you're physically working it out yeah. <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. Add in all the endorphins. Soccer is intense so much fucking running so much running <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes. i go to my uh nephew and niece's games when i'm visiting in texas and it's just like constant running <laughs> all the time <laughs> um and you played it through college i did i can't even imagine we'll get there uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh so high school i i'm i'm curious and i know i joking like pointed out what you said how like you felt more like yourself in Mm -hmm. high school uh and you reacted in a way i think you understand like how that would be it's almost crazy to hear like counterintuitive to what you would think 
but how how did you feel about like it sounds like you kind of reaffirmed your identity a little bit yeah in high school what what did that look like um I think it's because well one my high school was very big like my class size was 525 kids which is big to some not to others but to me it was like no one's really paying attention to me so I can kind of do what I want kind of thing um and then I was on two sports teams so again my escape was there and then I was going through it with my best friends from childhood so it was just like we were in it together and then I formed another small friend group and then it was just like us against the school kind of thing and like I separated myself from the stereotypical like popular kids jocks or whatever and so I just felt like I just kept to myself which I guess gave me the confidence that like I just convinced myself no one really was paying attention yeah yeah it's a lot of kids yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> just enough to fade in the background if I need that's to. right what was the other sport track okay lots of running what's relationship like with mom dad and sister when you're 15 16 it it was it was so good. <laughs> it a was, lot of hesitation in that. I, I have to think about like grade wise. It was good. It was it was a little back and forth. I mean, I was at the age where I was just like, fuck this kind of thing. Um, but at sixteen, um, my cousin came to live with us too, which kind of changed a little bit of that family dynamic. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little. It was still good, but it was like. We were very focused on my cousin then too. And so it was kind of like, again, me kind of just doing my thing. I have a lot of questions. Yes, um, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> first age difference, you, you and your cousin? Two years. She's two years older than me. Two years older? Yes. Okay. Um, and then if it's not like diving into someone else's story mm -hmm. more than it needs to be, what events led to your cousin living with you? Um... Long story short, she was not doing well in high school where she lived, okay. and she did not have the support system she deserved. Okay. We knew that she could get that support system where we were, and so she came to do her senior year where I went to school, and so she was able to graduate and get the support from my parents and go to college and stuff. So knowing the little that I know from the last however many minutes we've been talking, mm -hmm. It would be easy to assume you have someone here that is now like comfortable being in the background and like, you know, fading out of you. Mm -hmm. And then you have your little sister mm -hmm. uh, and the youngest child I speak from experience typically <laughs> demands attention. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you have your cousin come and live with you, who I'm sure given what little circumstances I know was showered with like support and attention. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you at that point were kind of pushed into the background? And if so, did you relish that given your personality or was that something like you felt a little absent? I didn't feel absent. If I was, I didn't notice it much probably okay. because like, that was my comfort zone is like, I'm not a big center of attention kind of person. Yeah. And I was stuck in the excitement of my cousins living with me. Cause I, I'm very close with that cousin. Okay. 
Um, so her coming to live with us was like, oh, this is so awesome. So exciting. Can't wait. And so I was just kind of stuck in that. And then it was like my sophomore year of high school, which in my head is such a blur. doesn't even matter. So it's just like, I was just there. Does your cousin being in high school with you change how you are in high school at all? Like, do you guys have any bond that shifts how like you show up or social circles or anything like that? Um, it was the same for the most part, just because she was also good friends with who I was because of how close we were. She was around all the time when I was a kid. So everyone knew that or my friend group. Um, the only thing that kind of changed it is I stood out a little more. So my cousin is biracial and where I went to school is not diverse at all. I'm familiar with Brighton. <laughs> yes. So, so not diverse. You go one town over and there is like remnants of the KKK. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I would get a lot of comments about like, no one believes she was my cousin and that I was making stuff up and then <laughs> and then um she would get comments because she would say like you know like ryan swan's my cousin and people would be like she's not your cousin like people weren't comprehending that that's possible so that was the only like dynamic that kind of changed a little bit that but, like get defensive yeah about something you never had to be defensive about right because i was very protective of her too because i know she was very anxious to be there obviously she's yeah. a new student or senior year and she knew that she was going to be one of few non-white kids which is so irritating but so that was a difficult part but yeah do you have that same feeling of protection for your little sister especially when you guys are both in high school together Oh, yeah. I was never in high school with her because okay. we're four grades apart. So when oh. I graduated, she became a freshman. Interesting. I was very protective because, as we all know, high school can be can be awful sometimes. And yeah. I just never wanted her to have that experience, which I was too protective. Like, she even told me to back off a few times. But... Were there bad experiences that you had that you were like proactively trying to prevent her from having just basic like bullying I was bullied a little bit for being quiet or for my looks or whatever but people were so stereotypical with like what groups you were a part of and my sister was in band and band people yeah. got like it was awful and I was like I don't want her to have to go through that but little did i know that she is a lot stronger than i am and knows how to stand up for herself so band kids are great oh yeah i loved hanging out with the band kids so did i and i wasn't in band <laughs> same <laughs> band and theater um so high school no real issues so do you forgive the blatantness of this question but yeah. do you make it through life to like graduate high school without any real traumas or anything in your life. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I mean, the only real like traumas, I guess, were like my mental health, like my depression really started to kick in in high school. Um, the friends, my friends that I said I had at two, um, their parents were like second parents to me. 
um, their dad passed away when I was 17. Oh, wow. So. Their first I, experience of like loss. That was like, cause I've lost like great grandparents when I was a kid, but I was yeah. too young to really understand. So that was like my first time really experiencing it. He um, was diagnosed with cancer. And so you could just see him. Progressively. Decline. Yeah. So that, that was my very first time seeing that. So that was hard. And that was right before my senior year. Um, which, so that happened right when my depression was getting bad. So as you can imagine, that did not help that case. So how did your depression manifest? Like since then or before? Like at that time? It, it wasn't great. Cause it was still like, I wasn't fully understanding like why I was sad. Cause I was in like the head headspace of like, what do I have to be sad about kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Cause I was, you know, growing up, it was like, you're only sad if something's happened to you kind yeah. of thing. Unforgiving of yourself too. Yeah. So I was, I was just sad all the time. And then I started losing interest in things slowly. And then after that happened, it was just like, I was angry because it was like a couple years before that I also lost like my religious affiliation too. So then I was just angry at the world and I was like, I was lost, I guess, a little bit. Like, why am I feeling this way? Who do I go to for support and comfort kind of thing? Can you elaborate on the religious? Yeah, so I was I was raised Catholic. Okay. Um, and when it came up to, like, there's a certain point where you can do, like, your confirmation, yeah. I was given a choice. And I didn't believe any of it at that point, and I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um. And then, like, after he passed, it kind of confirmed it to me because I had this awful, like, realis like not realization, but, like, thought that, like, if God was real, this wouldn't have happened kind of thing. So then I was very angry at the world. And then that progressively got worse until halfway through my sophomore year of college. Okay. Yeah. Um, what role did being raised Catholic, like what role did church play in your house, religion play in your house? We weren't growing up strong, but we, okay. We went to church every Sunday unless we had like a soccer game or whatever. Cause conveniently that happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but as I got older, I realized we went for my mom's dad's side of the family. They were very, very religious we don't talk to them anymore. So when that all went down, my mom kind of started fading away a little bit too. So when my mom started fading away, then I was like, then why am I yeah. still here? And then like, my dad was never Catholic. Um, he just went to support us. So then eventually it just kind of turned into why. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and I feel like that's typically it. It's, it's the one parent. Mm -hmm. The other one's just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if the one parent stops, the other one's like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Like in regards to your grandparents, mm -hmm. do you, is this a, the whole family doesn't talk to them to support one person in the family or? So my mom's side, is that what you're talking about? What yeah. I just said? Um, so my mom... Her dad, they did not have a good relationship growing up, but my mom's a very overly forgiving person. 
Um, and it came to a point where I don't remember what year it was, but she texted him happy father's day. And he responded with go to hell. So my mom made the decision of we're done. And that whole family, as I got older, I realized that they were not, I want to say fake. I feel like that's such like a high school thing to say, but they were, they were toxic, very toxic. They were alcoholics, which I didn't realize again until I was older. And they were very much my way or the highway, very too conservative for my taste. Okay. Um, so we just, we left that family and then people started messaging me on that side of the family, started messaging me about it on Facebook, saying stuff to my mom. And so eventually we kind of just said, we're, we're done. Like you, this is kind of your loss. You're, you don't get to see us grow up if that's how you're going. Cause I, at the time I was like, I want to say like 12 or 13 and they're messaging me on Facebook. And I'm like, why are you messaging me about my mom? And you're like, probably feel the need to stand up for mom. Exactly. So standing up for sister, standing up for your mom, standing up for cousin. Very protective. Who's standing up for Ryan? (laughs) That's right. Very protective. So long story short, we still no longer talk to them. A lot more drama has come out of that situation where I feel like a lot of my I don't call him my grandpa, but for this sake, my grandpa's kids don't talk to him. So what can you do? Yeah. All right. We're switching gears. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you went to Central. You're wearing yes. the damn sweatshirt. Um, I am. Like I have a, some sort of college affiliation. <laughs> How dare you? In this home, um, <laughs> aren't you wearing OCC colors? Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> is... Between soccer and uh, what was the other sport? I'm so sorry. Track. Track. Kind of teamy, but not teamy. Yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the extracurriculars academically, how do you do throughout high school? High school, I could have did better. I didn't like fail. I did well. Yeah. But I also struggled a lot with like focus and motivation and like I said towards the end like I had a mixture of like you know depression makes you lose motivation but then I had severe senioritis too and I was like I'm done so started off strong slowly faded away (laughs) that's all right um but is college always just like the expectation uh I don't think so it was never spoken like that like I was never told like you're gonna go to college but it was kind of just like we all talked about college. It was in my head, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to college. Well, that's what I meant by expectations, not necessarily like, you better go to college, but more just like you guys talked about it, like that's just the natural next step. Yeah, that's okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it went. But it wasn't like you can go to college or there's a trade school or, you know, like Mervyn's is hiring. That doesn't no. exist. Um, <laughs> it was very like, um, I mean, we had like a brief conversation, like you can go to college, but like I also knew there was an expectation that if I chose not to, I had to work, understandably. So don't recommend it. Yeah, but I knew I wanted to go to college. I wanted that college experience, and so yeah. And off you go. Off I went. Um, tell me about being away from home for the first time. Yeah, that's. <laughs> tell me what that facial expression <laughs> means when I ask that question. That's heavy. Um, I had a really hard time my okay. freshman year of undergrad. 
<laughs> it was rough. And I laugh about it because, you know, humor is my defense mechanism. But tell me about rough. I was a very much a homebody. So from senior year to moving out, I was dreading it every single day. Like every day it got closer, I got worse. And so my freshman year, I don't think there was one day that I did not cry. Um, screaming, crying. I was seeing a therapist. Is that your first time seeing a therapist? It was my second. Okay. Um, but I remember I went to her and first session she was like yep you have severe anxiety and depression i'm sending you to a psychiatrist and i didn't know anything at the time i went into study You're meteorology like, right. so i'm like all right i guess i'm <laughs> going to see a psychiatrist who then prescribed me um xanax adderall and an antidepressant oh, you got the whole cocktail huh on a daily dose for all of them not as needed on a daily dose so as you can imagine <laughs> I got worse, <laughs> um, and it was bad. I was in deep. I had no appetite. I lost weight. I almost dropped out. I was I was at rock bottom, basically, long story short. <laughs> um, it was very rough and long and did not think I would make it, but I quit cold turkey second semester I decided to go back quit cold turkey that sucked but as I started like coming off of it a little bit I was slowly finding my way a little bit that's but... a lot of psychotropic drugs to be on yes <laughs> at once yes well so because anti-anxiety and antidepressant and an ADHD stimulant which I did not have still don't so I remember my therapist after that, I would tell them that. And every single one of them were like, oh, she should not have a job. And I'm like, how was I supposed to know at the time? Trusting the professional. Yeah. <laughs> the crazier part of that to me, too, is we're talking about, what, like four or five years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Either way, <laughs> not, yeah. not the 90s when yeah. they were like doing that it's 2018 yeah yeah that's crazy to me yeah it is insane on top of birth control and if you know what that does that's hormones in itself so i was just all sorts of stuff all sorts of stuff yeah. um do you see the parallels between little five-year-old ryan going to kindergarten and 18 year old ryan going to college oh yeah yeah that's when i started to like have a little bit of a realization of like, oh, this is making sense. I see now. Yeah. Yeah. It was awful. Does that create any sort of like, and I'll say unfounded, but like resentment towards your family where like, is there any part of, or maybe resentment towards yourself for relying on your family for that comfort? Does that make Does that question make sense? I think if I'm interpreting it correctly. <laughs> um, I don't have resentment for them. Myself, a little bit, just because I became so dependent, yeah. which I think didn't help my homebody situation. I was very, very homesick. Yeah. So on top of all of that. But that's when it became hard because it became to a point where like I was mad at myself and at the world. And then so when I was at home where I should be comfortable, I wasn't. 
because then I felt guilty and I was mad at myself for wanting to be home when I should be out having a college experience. So then you just don't have a good space anywhere. No. It's either anxiety or guilt or depression. I battling just leaned in and got some addictions too. Uh, (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So freshman year, not great. Not great. Okay. Um, Oh, I wrote this down because I am so curious. Did you say you're originally going to do meteorology? I was. Please tell me more (laughs) about that. That's the reason I went to Central, which is so funny because they're the only school that has that program in the state of Michigan. Like to be the weather person? On... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone asked me that the well, same way you did. Well, because that's the only time anybody hears the word meteorology. <laughs> yes. No, I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be behind the scenes doing okay. the research. I wanted to be out in the field studying the weather. I wanted to be a storm chaser. Like I wanted to go to Tornado Alley and go like chase twister. them. Yeah. Twister. That's yeah. right. Um. Yes, I was very, very into weather. I still am, but I've accepted it as a hobby rather than a career. Okay, so were you like a like a STEM girl in high school? Was that uh, science was my favorite okay. subject? Yes, I was very into all of that. Besides physics, I hated physics, which is funny because then that's the majority of the classes I had to take for meteorology, yeah. which is when I said, actually, yeah. I'm good. I'm gonna do another P word i don't know where i was going with that psychology but i was like i was gonna say phy but no that's not right physics is phy but psychology phycology um <laughs> like delete that entire run so you switch i did uh, when where does this happen in regard to like freshman year is terrible um i'm assuming you do the dorm experience <sighs> As your roommate, like, who the fuck is this lady? (laughs) Uh, No, I think it was bad because she was in the same boat. She was not on all the medication, but we both were... Did you guys just cry together? Yes. Yeah, we were very similar. Was Was it cathartic? Oh, my gosh. Have a little cry buddy? Well, and our beds were like two inches apart, and so it was just like we're destroying each other but funny enough we're still best friends to this day. (laughs) We just needed to get out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I forgot what you asked, but yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so when does that begin to change over, the feeling of, like, misery and dread? <laughs> so it started to get a little better. Second semester wasn't great. Um, it really started to pick up sophomore year. Um, but second semester freshman year is when I changed majors. Okay. Which helped me a lot believe it or not took a lot of pressure um, off i imagine yeah because all the fucking physics class oh my gosh yeah that was not helpful in my case but i still didn't know what i wanted to do and everyone just says take the easy route and do psychology uh excuse me <laughs> right that, <laughs> so i did and then i was also introduced to sociology um which is when i met my mentor um and everything started going up from there i was really fascinated by all of it ended up having a concentration in youth studies and it was much more up my alley. So I was able to focus a lot of my time in my studies, which helped a lot with my mental health, which is a little backwards, but it did. No, I I don't, (laughs) I don't think that's backwards. Um, because if I had to guess what you're studying is giving you science and explanation for why you feel the way you Mm -hmm. do. And when you can come up with a name for things and sometimes like a cause, 
you may still feel those way, but like feel that way like autoimmune diseases, right? Like sometimes it's frustrating because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. And then you get the diagnosis and there may not be a treatment, but at least you got a fucking name to put to it. I had a lot so of those moments yeah, where I was sure. like, holy shit, that explains so much. Yeah. And then I started learning about medications and I was like, who the hell <laughs> gave me those? And why didn't I sell them on campus? <laughs> um, college kids in Adderall. Gosh. Uh, I'm going to jump back a little. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious. What's your... And this is general curiosity too. This is, mm -hmm. You're going to answer a question for every quiet girl I've ever known. Okay. <laughs> um, and I ask this because you mentioned birth control, but like relationships <laughs> mm -hmm. as you like start ending high school, get into college, like what does that look like? So I was in a relationship in that transition period. I was in a serious one. While you were crying all the time? Yeah. How which, did that go? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh lord yeah um not great so i met him when i was 16 so i still call it i was a kid i didn't know what a serious relationship was yeah um were you guys same age he was technically a year older okay two years but one grade got it i'm being specific but um and he let's just say treated it like that it was not the best um and he didn't have, like, the full understanding of mental health that I did, which, as we know, can be very frustrating. Um, so his go-to when I was anxious was giving me the Xanax and hoping that worked. Babe, take your pill. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was with him for two and a half years during that transition, so I was very dependent on him, too. I was very, like, we were doing distance. I hated it. Couldn't stand it. So he it. wasn't at Central. No, he was at Kettering. Um, so I was not happy there, um, cause I just wanted to be with him or my family 24 seven, yeah. didn't really know any better. And like, now that I'm older, it was like, I didn't really have the opportunity to be independent and find my independence. I was just very, very dependent on other people, which didn't help my shyness either. Um, and it was a little bit of a controlling relationship to where I had to like, text every time i left a place say when i arrived say yeah. who i was with the older guy has the the cute young girlfriend uh, let me know where you're at babe yeah had to tell him what i was wearing he had to approve what i was wearing oh that controlling yes which i thought was normal because like i said i didn't know any better yeah i never talked about my relationship so no one really told me like mm, that's not that's not okay so yeah i was there and then sophomore year is when I met my now fiance who completely changed that whole mindset for me which is fantastic yes so what what was it like realizing that that was not okay like when do you remember when you kind of found that out yes because I was very scared because I was like okay I either have to bring it up and slash or I have to end it and I know how he gets when he's upset. And I realized that I was scared of making him upset. But I knew I didn't want to be in that relationship anymore because I was starting to find my worth a little bit. And I was like, I deserve better. I'm not settling. I shouldn't have to feel this anxious and dependent and controlled all the time. What helped you tell yourself that? 
David for one, my okay. fiance, but um, my friends too, because as I started getting into my psych and social program, I started talking more openly. That's when I started to learn, like, it's okay to talk about things. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, you guys fight all the time. And I was like, why did none of you efforts tell me that? <laughs> Didn't know that wasn't normal. Um, and then I met David and he was very like, you're your own person. Like, I remember I asked him, hey, I got invited to this party. Are you okay if I go? And he looked at me like, why are you asking? He's like, go have fun. Like, you're your own person. And I was like, what? Autonomy. <laughs> so I was like, this needs to end. And as you can probably put two and two together, there was a little overlap, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but once I was able, the first time I tried to have that conversation with him, it was not great, like I expected. But once I was out of that relationship, there was so much relief. Yeah, like, I, I can do what I want. I'm my own person. Kind of sad, though, because like I said, I dated him from end of junior year of high school throughout senior year through that whole transition. And I'm like feeling like I could have got a little more out of those experiences. But I mean, what can you do? Was that... I mean, I wasn't, I'm not even going to ask if it was emotionally abusive because I would classify that level of control emotionally abusive. <laughs> um, but what, like, what did it, was it verbally abusive as well? Or No, um, more emotionally. And part of me wonders if he even knew that that's what he was doing. Because yeah. like I said, when I brought it up, he was in very much denial. Yeah. And then when it came to the end of our relationship, he was not fully understanding and like in general he's a good guy but like relationship wise not yeah great okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm biting my tongue <laughs> okay because i i don't think it's not dichotomous right it's not good or bad mm -hmm. there's a lot of gray area mm-hmm and I was like, oh, why'd you just say he's a good guy? <laughs> That's the forgiving side of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't know if I want to say anything. It's also just... <laughs> like the part that I like, I'm letting go of my grudges. And I'm like, I hope he's well. I don't hope yeah. awful things on him. I just, yeah. he's not for me. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I choose to settle. I believe it was Taylor Swift that said... <laughs> Uh, it isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> love it. Throw a Taylor Swift quote in here. Tell me about me, Dave. <laughs> so <laughs> he was what we call the desky. He worked the front desk at the dorms. And we desky Dave. Desky Dave. That's right. Oh, love it. <laughs> and we were in the same dorm. Um, and I was coming back from a party. Co-ed dorms, Ryan. Oh my god! What gosh. is this world coming to? Um, <laughs> and I came back from a party and my teammate who I was with was like, oh, come to the desk with me. My friend's working. And so I went with her and I met her friend and then it was her friend's friend, <laughs> David, um, who was there too. And so like I introduced myself, didn't think anything of it, whatever. And, um, very intoxicated. And he goes, so Sam tells me you're studying psychology. And I'm like, okay, so Sam's talking about me. That's great. 
um like I am and he's like so I'm taking this psych test can you help me and I was like yeah not not good helped him fail that test but that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> this is before you got into it yes yeah. so and I was intoxicated so then he asked me for my snapchat that puts an age on me but um that's all right and we started talking we were good friends for a while and then I realized that he was actually trying to go on a date with me <laughs> and like, he was hey, very nice guys yes and he was very patient and he was not giving up either so went on a date with him good for you dave yes and the rest is history here we are yeah <laughs> what does college look like once that relationship ended and you're doing soccer so you have like i imagine a whole new team mm -hmm. um does that comfort come quickly or does it take a while to build that up again um it took a while um because it was in new people i didn't know anyone on the team mm -hmm. i pushed myself to do it um my dad basically told me i'd regret it if i didn't and he was right i would have um so it took a while but then once i started to um get to know sam who i just mentioned um and a few other teammates on there and i got close with them it became like high school again it was like these are my people this is fun and it was club soccer too so it wasn't too heavy in the sport so it was a good balance of academics and sport but we still traveled to play different schools which was fun and i needed that because i could get off campus and i could go explore michigan so learn how to party yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> um i'm curious about something yeah what was from your point of view mm -hmm. <laughs> i want to definitely tag that on there what was your view of your parents' romantic relationship growing up? So it was a it was positive when I was growing up. It wasn't like they weren't always like very I don't know like the right term for it. Yeah, like in front of each other, but yeah. like I could tell like you can tell that they're like best friends mm -hmm. and they are. But they had their moments when I was growing up. I mean, there were really hard periods. We've had financial troubles, which affects any marriage, um, which started coming out as we got older. And me and my sister started seeing it more. Um, there were periods where I didn't think it would last. Um, but, I mean, they're still together, which is great. And I like to look at it now as, like, a good example of, like, you will go through hard times, but like, if you're, if you're a strong couple, you'll get through it kind of thing. Yeah. So not like, oh my gosh, they're freaking so in love all over each other, but also not like they sleep in separate rooms kind of thing. So okay. good in the middle. I, so I want to tell you, I mean, I'm asking that because when I think of, you know, the relationship you were in, that was so shitty. Mm -hmm. Uh, like part of me is like, isn't there, wasn't there an example for you growing up where you're like, this doesn't look like how that looks. Cause that pretty much all of us, like our only idea of relationships is mm -hmm. what we see at home until, you know, whatever, a certain age eventually, hopefully. <laughs> um, so I was just trying to see if those two tied together at all. 
And yeah, and I think about that too because my dad, as far as I've seen, has never been like that towards my mom. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there'd be like a direct line, but yeah. Um, but they've like, and I still tell them that they show me what love is because, like I said, they showed me how to go through hard times and. They're truly like the strongest they've ever been now and they're best mm-hmm. friends. But like, I think it's because, like I said, I was so private with that relationship that like, I wasn't really opening my eyes to like, mm-hmm. this is different from mm-hmm. relationships that I've seen. Um, Cause I did have other great examples of couples in different areas of my life, but I guess I just ignored them in that moment. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I, and I don't want that to be like a, like what you did wrong. Like that's no, not, no. It's I think about it too. Blaming. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> so you finish central. Mm-hmm. You're doing psychology. Mm-hmm. When do you like decide? I'm just gonna keep on going. And, so <laughs> that and, was not the plan. Okay. I knew I wanted to work with kids. Didn't know what. And then my mentor was very, very into youth and so he got me into it and then school counselor came into my head no one told me you needed a master's to do that (laughs) so i was under the impression that i'd get my bachelor's and be able to go train for that so it showed up with my resume and they wouldn't hire me oh my gosh (laughs) so it wasn't until halfway through my third year at central that i was like oh i'm not done okay so i was a little bummed because i was done with school but um but not done with school. <laughs> not done with school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my mentor is the one that um, introduced me to Oakland's program, um, introduced me to like the multiple tracks that I could do. He was so helpful with this because I'm the first one in my family to go to grad school. So I had no idea what I was doing. I have to say I'm very happy I did <laughs> or else I wouldn't be here. But yeah. What uh, You mentioned the mentor a couple times. Mm-hmm. Was that just a professor? Was that a... Yeah, he was my professor. He's the one I signed my major with. Um, He convinced me to take a sociology class with him. I wasn't into sociology. I was just doing psych. Um, But I met him. I don't remember where I met him. I think I was signing my psych major. And then I met him there. And I took a social class. And I fell in love with it. And he was, I compare him to like Josh. He was so passionate about the field and taught in like a way that I understood where it's just like applying and discussion rather than just like lecture and he was humanistic yes and he I clicked with him and he kind of took me under his wing and helped me through like everything so you guys remained in touch throughout this program yeah I still am um I actually need to text him about my new job but yeah he's always texting me how I'm doing How's my classes going? He knows everything. He even knows about Josh. I told him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're still in touch. Good. So, yeah. That sounds like a nice little background, foundational, encouraging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, and then now we're here. Now we're here. Uh, can you tell me about getting engaged? Yes. That was very <laughs> surreal. Um I did not know it was coming. I didn't know if we were going to get engaged before or during my grad school or after I graduated. But it was, you know, it was the way you just phrased that. It seems like you knew it was coming eventually. Yes. I knew I was going to be with him. I just didn't know when. 
And he was very good at playing it off. Like, he wanted to wait, blah, blah, blah. Um, so December 2022, he got his master's. He did an accelerated program, so he got it in six months. Lucky him. <laughs> um, and so I was at his graduation at Central. And the president at Central is known for, like, doing, like, um, military homecomings or, like, talking with families having families come down like it's just a thing that he does at graduations okay for some reason when you said military homecoming i took military and like high school homecoming (laughs) and i put them together in my head and i was like i don't know what that is and then i yeah yeah so he's known comes home from (laughs) yes being uh yeah okay um moron um continue (laughs) so as graduation he started doing that segment where he's like i was talking to people backstage whatever and he's like, I was talking to David Shoemaker. And in my head, I'm like, of course you were, because David talks to everybody. Like, no surprise here. And yeah, he's he was, a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was telling me that his whole family went to Central, which they did. Me, my sister, and my mom are, I'm, me and my mom are alumni. My sister's currently there. So we're like, great. We're getting recognized for this whole Central family. Great. So we got called down. And I'm like, yay. Like, <laughs> anxiety already don't like being in front of people gigantic graduation crowd yes and so we're giving them hugs we think it's just a normal thing and then i remember he takes my hands and starts pulling me to like the center of the room and i blacked out i don't (laughs) i was like what the hell are you doing and i look at him and i'm like excuse like it was still not processing what he was doing until he started digging in his pocket and then yeah he did it in front of everyone it went viral. It was on the news. People came to our apartment to interview us. Wow. Yeah, it was very... Wow. Oh, it, it's, I give him shit. You loved that, <laughs> I'm sure. I give him shit because I always told him, eh, I'm, I think like a private proposal, don't you think? And he took that and said no. He's like, how about the fucking news? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he did the exact opposite of a private yeah. proposal. Um, it was very, very surreal. It was like freaking fairy tale and then i had to say bye to him so he could graduate so i had to go sit back down and you know wait for him to graduate and have everybody congratulate you the whole way everyone and while you're sitting down. i sat down the people behind us congratulating okay. me i was in the hallway people were coming up to me and i'm like oh lord can't handle this but it's funny to see i can see like you both hated and loved that yes because <laughs> yeah. i asked him i was like how are you feeling during that he goes oh i was shitting my pants i could not <laughs> I was like, you chose, you chose that, you, you did that. So, but yeah, our engagement has been absolutely wonderful, and yeah. I'm very excited. Capturing a news segment forever, apparently. <laughs> oh yeah, and I people still send me the TikTok. People see it. It's like um, that's on the central page. People are like, wait a minute, is this you? And I'm like, I love it. That's me. <laughs> I love it. Um, and here we are. Here we are. And you, so you're going to be done 25 yeah ideally yes spring of 25 yeah yeah okay that's the plan that's fun is there anything i didn't bring up that you want to talk about i know we just recapped your entire life (laughs) i don't think so you honestly brought up more than i expected you to so perfect (sighs) that's what i do i know you're good at that there are anything else oh this is the least important part of this interview how often do you introduce yourself, Ryan Swan, two ends, both names? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is so funny that you brought that up because I was wondering if you would. 
not often, but I love when people ask me about it because my line is to say it's the dad joke that I lived with, that I live with. And I'm very sad to be giving it up, so I'm making it my middle name. Okay. Um, did you ever go on dates, not dates, double dates with Sam? No, because we were never... She didn't have a ser- like a relationship when I was okay. in college with her. I just thought it'd be funny if two guys were like, yeah, we're going with Ryan and Sam. And I'm like, what? I have gotten that a lot. Where like people oh, say sure. my friend Ryan. I wanted and to they're like, throw out all boyfriend? these things that you've yeah. heard a billion times. So many things. It's. <laughs> Do you like your name? I love my name. Okay. It's very it's unique. Matters. I love the spelling. <laughs> but yes, I do get all the comments. I get called Rianne a lot too. So I am very happy with your spelling for the sole purpose that if one of them only had one ends, I would forget which one all the fucking time. <laughs> I think if I was you, I would forget which one. I'd sign my name like, fuck, two ends it's, in the first yes. name. Um, so yeah. Thank you for making it consistent. Oh, of course. Thank my dad. It was going to be one end, but he wanted it to match. We'll call him when we're done. Um, <laughs> like he wanted it to match. We didn't even talk about OCD. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> all right. I'm, well, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. All right. I'm going to push this out of my face. Okay. <laughs> you and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? All right, you just listened to my interview with Ryan Swan. You know, I I was so curious about the soccer thing that really took me took me by shock. That's not a phrase, is it? It shocked me. That's that's not a that's not the appropriate reaction either. Uh, Ryan's just you know quiet and uh, seemingly shy and to think of her on a team sport that I've seen live very loud. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I was surprised by that. So that's exciting. Maybe you need to start uh, Ryan. If you're listening to this, a counseling soccer league. There you go. There's your dream. Make it happen. Uh, <laughs> this, this was a lot of fun though. And as I hinted at in the beginning, Ryan uh, was just played a very important role in me realizing the work that I've done on myself. And that is a pretty priceless, pretty priceless realization that I would not have had without her. So thanks for that, Ryan. Again, if you're curious about that, there's an episode you can go listen to. So go do that. Um, I don't really have too much else, though. This is usually the part of the show where I just start rambling. I have a bunch of stuff going on right now, and it's slightly overwhelming. Um, This is my second time in this podcast chair in the last five minutes because I'm recording intros for my other podcast. Yeah, I have another podcast. So what? Um, (laughs) And I'm just... uh, yeah, trying to balance, trying to balance some stuff. Got a lot going on. Big laundry list of crap. I'm excited. I'm going to see Ryan and many of our other previous guests at our monthly therapy dinner coming up. If you don't know what that is, you're not part of the cool group. Sorry. That's not true. We, we're not exclusive. I mean, I guess a little bit. Is it okay to be exclusive? In, you know, like your romantic relationships are exclusive and that's okay, right? I mean... I don't know. I might get 
some <laughs> polyam- polyamorous person yelling at me and be like, no, it's not okay, Justin. Uh, but it's, I think, I think exclusivity is okay in certain contexts, right? Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. We'll see how it pans out. I feel like that's a, it's a harsh statement to make. Oh boy. Just digging a hole, digging a hole. Uh, all right. I'm going to go tackle that list I was talking about and stop yapping about nothing. Yapping about nothing. That's my other podcast. Yapping about nothing with just, okay. Okay. Bye. Love you. Thanks for listening.